and we are live. Hey, hey, hey. And we're back. This break was brought to you by Taco Bell. Um, so, yeah. Are you recording right now, Bob? Yes, I am. Well, here's cool. the thing. When you go and eat Taco Bell and you talk about worship and fellowship and God. I want to talk about God. Yeah, that's that's basically our theme uh, on the podcast is we That's going to be our VBS theme this year. What our basic our, uh, yeah. subject matter is today. Yeah. What is the meat of church? What is the yeah. sauce of it? The cheese? <laughs> anyway. Is it grade D beef, perhaps? <laughs> All right. So cool. we're back and uh, we're having a good time. So That's let's right. do it. I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the Houseplants, Houseplants Podcast. Podcast. We're so glad all of you are tuning in to hear us talk about music, media, and the mission of Jesus. Speaking of tuning, um, how's that guitar sound, Zach? Um, I think it's good. I think it's in tune. <coughs> Why don't you play us a little ditty? Oh, wait. <laughs> Is that right? Um, wait, wait. Is that right? <laughs> One, yeah, that that it. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I want somebody to make a shreds of us. Ooh. Somewhere there's got to be a video of us playing. <laughs> oh man, that's kind of an older meme now. I wonder if people still know about shreds, but I find them. Look to be it up hilarious. on YouTube, kids. Look up Kings of Leon shreds. <laughs> oh so yeah, that's good. a good one. All right, and let's say <laughs> hi to our tech guy again. Tech guy slash guest. All right, what do you of. got there, Bobby? Hey guys. Hey Bob. So, Bobby, um, glad to have you back. Bobby, 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 baby, Bobby. <laughs> he's um, he's hanging out with us, helping us make sure the sound's going well, and hopefully he can chill with us uh, going forward. But for now, it's oh, yeah. just happy to have him here. Do me a favor, and every once in a while, move that mouse so that we don't uh, go dark screen. And then if you want to click Chrome there and put it in your, like, uh, like drag it over to the second window there. Yeah. You uh, you may look things up if you want. I think Colin has some yeah, it'll be fun stuff for you to Google. We're gonna Google some fun stuff in a yeah. little bit. But for now, Zach, close out any tabs you want. It's fine. Let's do a little worship song. All right. This maybe is not a worship. Maybe this is a special music type song. Now, is this a concept album one? I couldn't remember. No, it's not. It's it's just one. It's just a song that I. Okay. I think one time I was just sitting in a. I was sitting in a sanctuary with a nice grand piano one time. Mm contemplating songs I was going to pick for a Sunday service. And I just started to play and this came out and it just came a out. simple chord progression, but yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And, and, yeah. It, and just a one, one set of lyrics, really no extra verse or chorus. Now down the road, I may add something to it, but for now this is basically just yeah. a round where yeah. it just goes back into itself again and again. So, uh, yeah. So I hope you guys enjoy. Um, it's called, it's you, RS2. Oh, 
chill. Thank you, Zach, and for very pretty. adding a little extra flavor. Concept album or not, that's going to make a great addition to the uh, plan, uh, the uh, <laughs> Patreon albums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the <laughs> Songs for Plants Volume <laughs> Two, I believe, is what it's called. We're, we're, we're going to get that going. We're about due on that one, aren't we? Yeah, I'm going to send out the uh, next volume. Um, that's going to be awesome. That's yeah. that's just a. It's kind of like that one, um, Lord, I need you. It's like not very, very complicated. Yeah. And so it's more of like a needlepoint message right to the heart of like what you're kind of desiring. And for me, uh, it's kind of in tune with what we're going to be talking about, which yeah. is uh, a God centered um, heart and uh, uh, how he is kind of pulling you through these rather things and not yourself than, rather than myself. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and this idea that, you know, you can do everything on your own and that the only happiness can come from you who, you know, that's kind of your truth. Oh my goodness. No, that is like nails on a chalkboard to you. I really, yeah. I just do not, I do not like the idea of it because it essentially means that like everybody has their own idea of the, the yeah. one universal truth. And that is counter uh, to most of what uh, the scripture says about that. Hmm. Sounds like you want to hop right into topics. Well, first, <laughs> I would love to pray. And since yep. Bob prayed last time, I say that live on the podcast for the first time, we do a like rock, paper, scissors type scenario. Rock, paper, scissors? Or like Who odds or evens. <laughs> I don't know. Let's all do rock, paper, scissors three ways. I think way. we should do this the biblical way and cast lots. All right. Do you guys have any lots? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I happen to have a couple right here in my pocket. There's little sticks with sides on them. Yeah. And that's what I know. All right. Cool. All right. First, I don't care. First person, to, uh, first person to throw out rock is the winner. Rock, nice. paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, I'll pray then. <laughs> I just touched my nose. About that. I'm just going to sit here confused. I'm going to pray. All right. God, we just come to you tonight and we just thank you so much for all you do. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about how you are the center of everything. You are mm -hmm. our resource, our source. You are our salvation, our companion, our father, our brother, our everything. And, um, you know, we just we just openly admit we can't do everything on our own. We can't rely on on ourselves to to succeed in this world to find happiness we we know that uh you are the source of all that is good and so tonight we pray that we would um just hear from you as we get deep into it it's your name we pray amen, amen. all right so if you couldn't tell by the prayer we're talking a little bit about a particularly weird uh subject matter that seems to have uh, kind of gone across uh, what I would call modern day mantra or modern day mentality. Yeah. And it's this self-love thing that people seem to want to always bring up and, and, and use as a, a morality center. And so we're all on a quest for uh, self-fulfillment and enlightenment. And right? individual happiness, right? How about self-actualization? Ooh, yeah. Okay, so... So, Bob, before we really get in deep with this thing, before I kind of tackle this topic, uh, I was going to have you look up some Google stuff for me. All right. You got it. So maybe I'll do one of his favorite things. Yeah. Do you like to Google things? That's almost my entire job. 
Okay, great. The so other we... job is turning that Google results into code. But yeah, but beyond that, yeah, I spent a lot of time Google. <laughs> All right. So, Bob, I want you to type in on Google, never rely on others' quotes. Those five words. And I may read some with you. But I want never rely on others apostrophe quotes like I can't rely on all these other people's quotes. (laughs) (laughs) Punctuation matters. All right, Bobby. So go to images and let's read some of these inspirational quotes. Oh, these Instagram posts here. Oh, boy. They look. Is that a squirrel? So, Bob, Bob, just read me a random one. Find (laughs) me a find me a random, like terrible one. And I got you a squirrel. Never rely on others for your happiness. That is your own responsibility. It's a squirrel telling you this. It is, a, it, it, it is a squirrel. You must listen to the squirrel. All right. So, yeah, definitely uh, um, <laughs> the, the contradiction of that. Do never rely on others. Yeah. That is your uh, for your happiness. That yeah. is your own responsibility. Right. So I, I get I get the squirrel now because the squirrel goes and finds his own acorn. but if you ever watched ice age uh you know that that is very difficult task it's a very difficult task and can result in in splitting continents apart yeah so this one is is particularly interesting don't lean on others this one i see in a lot don't lean on others the play on words you don't need to you were born with two feet for a reason (laughs) okay well that's very ableist yeah all right, Bob, <laughs> give me another weird one. Like, find one that's kind of different, distinct. Learn to carry yourself on your own back. People <laughs> will drop you quicker than they, than they picked you up. Oh, my goodness. Which is, which is I find the concept of carrying yourself on your own back quite... Um, yeah, that's funny, man. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's... Yes, I, I don't think I'm, I'm that flexible. I think if you tried to do that, you would look like... Um, like... Um, uh, paranormal activity, like you just kind of like <laughs> flop down on the floor and flop around, or you'd look like a magic harp, maybe. All right, Bob, new one to type in: self love quotes. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay. Let's see what we got here. All right, uh, you go first, but find find one that's like the point of this is to find uh, silly ones. So don't just don't just pick like the first one. Find a goofy one if you want to. You carry so much love in your heart. Give some to yourself. Well, I mean, that one's not so bad, actually. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that one's a- actually not so bad. But uh, this is one. The more you love yourself, the less nonsense you tolerate. <laughs> oh, go you. Go, girl. What about you, Bobby? You got one? No one is you. And that is your superpower. <laughs> self-love is the greatest middle finger of all time well congratulations oh i'm pretty sure if we typed all these out and put them in um one of those like what reading level is this it yeah would be like first grade <laughs> yeah yeah no no joke all right so there's there's one more i'll i'll just i'll do just because um being being independent quotes do that one. Miss independent being independent quotes. All right. So happy independence day. Yeah, I know. Cause several July, weeks back. Yeah. July 4th. <laughs> um, my first couple here say happiness is being independent. <laughs> yeah. So Bob, yeah. what do you got? 
Give me just a second. You might have to edit this that. part out. <laughs> yeah, don't read any terrible ones, but. <laughs> yeah, so I, I totally get the independence thing. I don't want to be like beholden to anybody, right? That kind of sucks. But at the same time. <laughs> now, now, okay. What, what a lot of these people are quoting and talking about is other people that they think are toxic and all of that. But get away from toxic people. That is kind of the message of the day. It's easy to be independent when you've got money, but to be independent when you, when you haven't got a thing, that's the Lord's test. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. I don't know know about that one. The Lord is just trying to create all these totally independent people. That's his mission. Yep. Yep. This one says, be strong enough to stand alone, smart enough to know when you need help, and brave enough to ask for it. Now, that one, I believe, is not that bad. No. Because... It sounds like that um, uh, have the... uh, uh, the, What is it? I'm going to botch this so bad. Um, The... The peace to let things go I can't control. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. the knowledge to know the difference. So, okay, Bobby, that's that that ought to do it, I think. Um, as we as we kind of uh, have read some of those here, I'm sure that people who have, are listening to this have maybe seen stuff like this on social media. That's oh, not yeah. the whole story. We've seen, like, we didn't want to, I didn't want to just read, like, all dumb ones. But there's, like, there are good inspirational quotes out there, too. But it... Seems like lately, especially because of the introduction of social media in the last couple of decades here, that we've been seeing a lot of this like self love, self reliance, self service kind of mantra that kind of tells a certain thing like um, basically it's the mentality that stems from the idea that your own personal happiness Mm -hmm. is the most important thing to seek after in uh, blue like jazz. Donald Miller says that uh, he could have had a radio station, K Don, all Don, all the time. <laughs> yeah, K Don. Yeah. Um, and like, so that mentality of like seeking after your own like it, happiness, it can sometimes like, like a lot of times what we see is this promotion of like rejecting relationships or rejecting relying on others or even like yeah. talking to people who you can do it yourself. Yeah, you don't need anybody, you don't need anything, you just need yourself for happiness, and that's it. And then it even, like, takes it a step further and says, well, if you're not happy with just yourself, you'll never be happy with others. And so what we're we're really going to get into today is this idea that, like, that sounds good if you're just reading down, and and even Christians will will post things like this. But that mentality is very dangerous, and the reason it's very dangerous is because it promotes this idea that you don't need anyone. But as Christians, we need to ask ourselves, like, is that kind of relationship we're we're trying to form anywhere close to the relationship God calls us to have with him? And so there you go. Colin, would you say that you are a frog? Are you a frog? Gosh, I have no idea what context this question is coming in. So I will just say yes. Are you fully reliant on God? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I, I'm glad I said yes because I agree. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like uh, just hopping around from each place, <laughs> like some kind of weird. Thing. That was a that was a thing. That was a T-shirt from what I recall. Interesting. I remember Fully that one. Reliant on God. I yeah. will say that there is a thing about Christianity, and that is they have a lot of like let's make this catchy like thing. Yeah. Uh, but um, so okay, so I know like I'm as you guys can tell, I'm talking a little bit more of this episode. I was kind of the one who pitched this one to Zach because uh. I just immediately said no. 
Yeah, Zach was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> um, I, I think part of it is, too, that I've maybe been a little more exposed to this kind of thing because I've been doing a lot of our Facebook stuff. And so I've been seeing a lot of mm. this like on the Christian, the Christian groups that are out there um, who are uh, hopefully are going to be some of our listeners that are listening. But well, not um, now, no, now that we are <laughs> making fun of them. Right? So like, here's the issue. The second that we reject anything but ourselves to rely on or to be loved by or any of this stuff, we go down a path. And so, there's an article I thought that was really, really awesome. And I, mm. I wish I could just read the entire thing, but I'm not going to. The article was awesome. So there's this guy who... Randy Alcorn. Randy Alcorn. Now, he is he was a big deal back in the 90s, and he still has his organization today. But um, And he has like a, like a whole website and stuff that's dedicated to like studying. I think he may and, have passed away. It's... Maybe no, no, as, 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 Alcorn's still alive. Yeah, no, as far as I know, he's uh, yeah. I checked him out on Wikipedia, he's still alive. Okay, I think he's like in his early 60s, maybe. I might be thinking of somebody else we were reading, but uh, he there's this great article and it's entitled Self Love and Scripture. Yeah, and uh, I won't really go through the whole thing, but I'll definitely say that we should link this and let people read it. What's funny is that it was written by him in 1993. Uh, how I found it on the internet is beyond me, but um. It was some. It was in some archive. But what I really enjoyed about it is he goes through all of the like steps that people take in their mentality yeah. that slowly like degrades into this selfishness thing. Yeah. And basically, what what the issue is is that today a lot of people deal with these issues of self esteem. They deal with uh, bad falling out relationships. They deal with. Um, uh, uh, wanting to, uh, you know, and when those things happen, the, their first thought is, I don't need anybody. I just need to live with myself and do me. And, you know, if <laughs> you anybody says, dif- and if anybody you says differently, you. and then Zach's whole thing of my truth, like I'm just living yeah. my truth. And so what's, what's really, really tough is getting to a point where you start saying things like, I don't need God to be happy. I don't need to rely on God for anything. The same way that you talk about your relationship. Well, what's crazy way. is, um, the not quite the like I don't need to rely on God blatantly, but the little things that that you start out with, um, the first steps down that path, I actually see like churches posting stuff like this. Um, you can do it. Pull yourself up, kind of kind of a message. Right. Their churches posting that on Instagram and things. Right. And so, yeah. and so the the thing that comes up constantly on social media if you have a person like this who wants to post this thing i think that they are a person who's probably dealt with some really tough stuff yeah and their i guess solution to that is to put on this mask or i mean it may not be a facade but it it um is this persona of nothing can hurt me and then they post something like Mm. i'm a bad b word or i'm like a like a independent dude who doesn't need anybody or anything and I'm happy and whatever. And so in this article, uh, there's like a great thing, uh, that I read that, that like this, I'm only going to really talk about two parts of the article, but the whole thing is just chock full of great stuff. But he says, uh, he was, he was at a Christian rally once and this singer sang amazing grace, but he changed the lyrics to amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a soul like me instead mm-hmm. of wretch. And he said, he says in this article, notice the revision, the word soul was substituted for the writer's word wretch. Yeah. Why? 
You've heard of political correctness? Well, soul was more psychologically correct. To use the word wretch was to con- was considered That's demeaning. Like- Almost like admitting that there's uh, something wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I can't uh, do that. It was like you were, you know, yeah. it, you were demeaning to humans if you said that anybody was a wretch. Poor humans. And he said, "I couldn't help but think of John Newton, the writer of the song. He was an immoral slave trader, a man who yeah. knew he was a wretch, and because he in and because he understood that fact so profoundly." could then understand why God's grace is so truly amazing. So what's really great is that in his song, he was admitting essentially that he was a bad guy. And so that's kind of what I was getting to is that he, you may be a bad guy, but that does not mean you are a bad guy. (laughs) Right. So his, so his point is that once we go down that road of being like, you need to love yourself, you need to uh, whatever. And they use that scripture, uh, that I will use now, which I think is really profound. Uh, this idea of, uh, you're beautifully and wonderfully made. Yeah. And they use that to kind of justify this idea of like, Oh, I'm perfect because whatever. But then in that article, he goes on to talk about how Christ's sacrifice on the cross wasn't to say that people are perfect and awesome. It was to say otherwise that, that wouldn't be necessary, right? Right. <laughs> right. But it was to say that God's grace was so much stronger than all of yeah. our sin that He was able to sacrifice Himself for the wretches of the world. Yeah, not the people who were fabulous. <laughs> right. And so we go on at the very end of this article. He says, "If we follow the modern path of making self-love." Rather than God love and others love, which we will get into, the engine or driving force of Christian lives, if we make self-love an ideal to be focused on and cultivated rather than an already existing reality to be directed away from ourselves and toward God and others, it is bound to do nothing more than propel us down the ancient and tragic path of selfishness. Now, take that. Yeah. Put it in your straw at school and suck it in. I would never say pipe and smoke it. It's bad for you. It's unhealthy. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, Zach, let's get into it a little bit. Cause I've yeah, been yeah. talking a whole bunch and I want to get you guys involved. Well, first of all, this just reminds me of an old story about, um, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis. Mm, let's hear it. Well, he was a, um, dark master of the Sith that was so powerful and so wise that he could even stop the ones he loved from dying. He had so much power that the only thing he feared was losing it, which of course he did. Uh, his young apprentice <laughs> murdered him in his sleep. <laughs> Zach, what the? <laughs> Darth Plagueis, man. He was all about the self-love. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's yep. true. Well, he- <laughs> that's true. <laughs> now, now in an attempt to, like, I guess in a, yeah, yeah, Zach, great yeah. point. Tell me, tell me all about Darth Plagueis. Okay. Just like Zach was saying, in an attempt but. to, to, um, to do good, he ended up doing more destruction. And I think that yeah. that's what Zach's point was that we were in an attempt to try and salvage what kind of, uh, happiness that we think yeah. we're seeking after. We that's up, just, uh, where my mind went when no, I know. Um, I the end of the quote said, uh, the tragic and ancient path. 
Yeah. I was thinking about like, <laughs> I was thinking about like how, um, we got all these ancient stories, right? Ancient was a very interesting word that Randy Alcorn used. Cause it's like, um, Genesis three, the story of the fall, right? Yeah. That was like basically a story of selfishness, um, because it was elevating, you know, the self, um, the snake offered Eve a way to judge good and evil for ourselves. Yeah. Humans without God making, making an idol out of yourself. Yeah. We like we talked about last we week. We won't, we would need God if you know, we could just um, have this knowledge. And so um, that's like an archetype that like plays itself out. Absolutely. If you look at all these old stories, um, whether it be in the Bible or even just like legends and stuff like, you know, King Arthur and yeah. people like deal with like this temptation and it's the temptation to like, um, like grab power for yourself. Absolutely. Control. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we talked a little bit last week, uh, you, you know, the, the ideas you were talking about that, I guess, Tim Keller, Kel, what's his name? Tim Keller. Tim Keller. Yeah. That's his name. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, and he had idols. all these different idols and a few of them really touch on this, which are, uh, y- yourself as an idol is a big thing. Yeah your own gratification, your own happiness. And then of course there's like the things that are around yourself, like your success, your financial stuff, your uh, activities you're involved with, your morality, your ideology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's one way that you can have idolatry and that's to um, supplant God in your life with outward things. Um, And we talked about that last time about um, different idolatries, whether it be your ideology or your success um, just all these things that are like outside yourself. What we're talking about this week is more like a, a selfish thing, but it's the same idea. Instead, you're supplanting yourself and your, right. your own happiness, your inner being mm-hmm. um, more so on the throne where God should be. Right. That's like the, that's the oldest trick of the devil in the book. Literally. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, I mean, it, it is. Uh, what, what was the, uh, <laughs> I'm going to quote a movie that isn't biblical, but it does involve Satan and, and biblical things. And that is uh devil's advocate. <laughs> and at the very, very end of the movie, when Keanu Reeves and uh, uh, Charlize Theron realize that, you know, like he realizes that none of that stuff happened. And he was just like having some weird, like dream or something at the end, the reporter comes up Spoiler to him. Alert. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. If uh, you haven't seen this and it's 30 years since it came out. But, oh, it's that old now. Yeah, wow. it's like 90-something. 94, okay. maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I'm probably off base on that. But um, Charlize Theron is pretty young, and Keanu Reeves is pretty young. I would say it's probably in between one of the... I like how Keanu Reeves is everywhere now. <laughs> yeah, he's a big topic. deal. But um, <laughs> at the very, very end, the reporter says like, hey, you know, that was a crazy thing you did in the courtroom. And he's like, yeah, I was just doing what was right. Yeah. Blah, blah. And she, he goes, can I just get an interview with you? And he's like, oh, come on, man. And he's like, just one interview. I want to make your story. You know how great you are. And he's like, uh, I guess. And then as they walk off, the reporter turns around, turns into the devil and says, vanity. Definitely my favorite yeah. sin. <laughs> yeah. And so this like thing about vanity and so uh vanity and pride is definitely part of this kind of reverse of the like self-esteem mantra yeah and so well it's where it leads it's it's everything (laughs) everything that has ever been twisted in a christian's mind to sound good but was is actually evil is basically the devil's best tool 
because he tries that on Jesus. Jesus like, oh yeah, kind of uh, doesn't let him do it in in the desert during the forty days. But um, it's definitely the greatest. I would say maybe the most evil tool the enemy has in his arsenal is twisting scripture in a way to make it yeah. sound right when it's absolutely wrong. And he even tempts him with like um, something that like we would think of as good. Like, right. I'll give you like rule over all the nations. Well, that's something that we would want. We want Jesus <laughs> to be in charge. Yeah. Um, but you can't, you can't get it that way. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, without the cross or even so, something yeah. simpler. I mean, just, Hey, you're hungry. Why don't yeah. you just make some food? Yeah. Yeah, and, and so none of that sounds bad on the surface, but <laughs> but and Satan literally in that moment tries to get Jesus to be about himself, which yeah. is interesting. It's a weird paradoxical like thought process because Jesus is God, and technically yeah. it is okay to let Jesus do whatever. But at the same time, even Jesus like kind of recognizes the selfishness of the those. whole point of of Jesus's incarnation. So he's right. laid his power aside. Right. Just to be able to identify with us. So any display like that, that the devil's trying to get him to do would go against that. Right. In a lot of ways, it's vanity yeah. and it's yeah. prideful and it's, you know, you can have control of everything. It's control and power. Right. So uh, let's talk about our first one. Self-esteem, Zach. Sure. So, I have a question for each of these few little topics that I've got. So we'll start with self-esteem because part of self-love's mantra is to just have this great high self-esteem and never let anybody get you down. And you don't. So let me ask you guys, what gives you self-esteem? How, what, at what point do you feel like you have really good self-esteem and when do you feel like you don't? For, for me, I suppose it's it's uh, confidence in my capabilities. Yeah. Um, whether that's in, in my job or or as as a husband or things of that nature. Um, and so and I guess when I don't or when I guess or maybe even when it goes too far is when yeah. that was when that turns into a sense of of pride, um, yeah. that sense of of self-definement, I suppose, you know, I'm defining myself by, by my capabilities and my confidence and, and I lose focus on the things that matter. Yeah. I would say a really similar thing, you know, it's based on like how I feel I'm achieving. Yeah. Based on whatever I, whatever I decide that day, (laughs) you know, yeah, I can, I can easily fall into the trap of the, um, self-defeatedness to, Which honestly is also a form of pride, right? So if yeah. You, if you beat yourself up for not uh, meeting the mark that you set for yourself, yeah, um, that's like saying like, oh, I think so highly of myself, I should have done better. Uh, yeah, that's also pride. Seems like low self esteem, but it's actually selfish in a way. Well, like when we talk about self esteem, and I think most people would agree about this kind of like the way people think about self esteem is that. It's this idea that you either like hate or love yourself or yeah. you are proud of yourself or you whatever. And the, the, the issue that comes up is the actual word itself, self-esteem. And so what we do a lot of times is we put that burden on ourselves to say, 
we need to either love or hate ourselves. We don't need to put ourselves down, all of this kind of thing. Right. And I agree that, that that is not good. Like it is very damaging to have low self-esteem for yourself, it, but it can also be very damaging if you have high self-esteem because another word for high self-esteem yeah. is vanity or Maybe. pride. Or, yeah. And so, um, okay. So I'm going to read. You're so vain. I bet you think this podcast is about you. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's basically called, uh, Colin and the other house plants house Collins. We, we had this original name, Colin McSweeney and the houseplants. Yeah. And it was going to be just Zach. And even though I said houseplants plural, he was just going to be like the only one. <laughs> but I like the houseplants podcast better. Like we're both even, I guess, <laughs> if you want to call it that. No, uh, but in all seriousness, uh, for each of these, I have a, a scripture. So for um, self-esteem, I have uh, Psalm, <coughs> bless you, Psalm 139. And we're going to start in uh, verse 13. <coughs> bless you again. And it says in verse 13 of Psalm 139, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's Mm. womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. So what do we notice here that we are establishing with this scripture that we are created by God and Uh God is happy with his creation? Now, when we talk about self-esteem, I think a lot of people that aren't Christian and then even some of the, I would say, um, struggling, Christians that are struggling with with figuring things out uh, may not know that a lot of self-esteem from Christians comes from our understanding that we are God's children, that yeah. we, aren't, we aren't these, uh, uh, you know we aren't these uh, terrible broken people that have no one to turn to. Now the mantra that we discussed earlier about self-love, self-reliance, self uh, service and all of that really denies this idea of relying on anyone for our self-esteem and that we need to rely on ourselves for it, which is very weird in a destructive self-fulfilling prophecy. So um, I just have a few things here, but I, I wanted to get your guys input. Um, why do you think so many people are just uh, constantly rejecting God for joy? Like, I mean, because we know in the scripture it talks about how we feel great joy when we understand that, like, uh, our relationship with the Lord. That's like when the mm-hmm. like the Holy Spirit can fill you with joy. Yeah. So, why do you think so many people struggle with self esteem issues? I think the voice of the world is just so strong. Uh, I mean, yeah. um, and the voice of the church is just so muted and weak. Uh, we are not out there. We're not speaking the biblical truth over people that um, that you can become a child of God and God no longer sees your shortcomings. Um, right. That's that's the gospel. There's grace for us, even though we are messed up. Yeah. And we're not out there telling people that we assume they know it already, but everybody's believing that um, I've got to pull myself up and I've got to have self-esteem because nobody else is going to have esteem for me. Yeah. Um, and and uh, right. And see that and, and again, are, you just, you just not, touched on it. We are not combating that in the culture because, well, the church has been relegated to um, these offensive people who just like shout at you. 
and we've just accepted that, and now we go and hide in the corner. And right. So I hear one of the roots of what you're saying is that it's a sense of necessary independence as opposed to chosen community. Yeah. Yeah. So right, that's how they feel. That's how a lot of people feel about that. That it's like, a mark of pride that I don't need anybody. And right? also, mm. and also, yeah, maybe for some people, it's like a survival thing. Like they yeah. think that they'll only survive if they only rely on themselves, which yeah. we're going to get to in a second about being independent. But I will, I want to touch on this before we jump off of self-esteem that sure, there is a vanity and a pride when you start thinking to yourself, I am responsible for my own happiness and I will make myself happy yeah. by being the best, you know, I'm awesome. And nobody's going to, nobody's going to love you. Like, and I have this quote here. Nobody's that- going to love you. That's the key. Right. That's so, the lie that the world is. That is a lie. Life. And so yeah. these are these are kind of like what Christy had, had talked about in her book. Yeah. There are lies we tell ourselves. And mm-hmm. this is this is one of the inspirational quotes that I saw over and over when I looked up the self-esteem quote stuff. It was, if you don't love yourself, how can anyone else love you? How right. can you or how can you love someone else? Right. And this idea that if you don't if you don't love yourself. Right. And so. I think the problem is that we forget that there is already someone who does love us unconditionally. Right. And so they, he, uh, he, the outpouring of grace coming from the Lord and from yeah. Jesus' sacrifice means that we already have love. We also don't get out there and tell people about that. That's the thing. That's true. They don't know. But I think part of these broken people, like, and again, this... Regardless of how God feels about us, love-wise, that doesn't necessarily mean we're perfect because there's only been one perfect human being ever to live on the earth. Now, saying that, that does not mean that we look at ourselves and say, I'm a terrible person beyond redemption, and so I should just forget about anybody else loving me, and I should just be okay with that. What you have to understand is that God says, you are imperfect, and I love you. Yeah. Still. And I have extended my hand in grace to you, but people don't want to take the hand that is extended from God. Well, it would mean that we have to give up our idea of ourselves. Exactly. We have to, we have to, what is it? uh, Lay down our swords, pick up a cross and follow Jesus. Right. And so that leads into our next big point, which is being independent, which is, yeah, Another big thing that you see a lot of quotes about. So being independent, Bob, here's the question. I'm mm-hmm. going to I'm going to keep jumping around to you too. You got it. Can you get through this world without help from God or others? Is it possible? Is it possible to get through a tough world like this without any help? Well, none of us are going out of here alive. Let's put like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's well, you know what I'm trying yeah, to say. Oh, oh yeah, I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah, um, I well, I mean, is, is it can possible? we live forever? With it's like no, but. Elon Musk is going to download our brain. Let me let me rephrase this. So so, so 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 is the, there I, ever a time in any human being's life where they do not need help or mm. like? I guess my I mean, point it, is, that, is: is it possible to get through to, to to go through life without God's help? Yeah, sure, it's definitely possible. Okay, um, but is it is is it? I mean. Obviously, I'm coming from a biased perspective of being a follower of Jesus, so I don't think it's it's wise. I don't think it's the best way, mm-hmm. and I also don't think that uh, that that it's it's going to bring you the greatest amount of uh, um, 
dare I say the word, uh, maybe it's the wrong word, but satisfaction, purpose, yeah. um, fulfillment. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I think, I think, um, you know, picking up that cross, it's not always easy. I mean, it's not easy to pick up right. a form of execution, but there is a sense of not necessarily happiness that comes with it, but definitely a sense of joy and fulfillment that can come with it when the focus stays on Christ and not on the yeah. actions that yeah. are happening. And, and Bob makes a good point. We are kind of biased. I, I, uh, in some ways, it would be nice to occasionally get like a non-Christian on here for their perspective. But I will say that um, there is a lot of Christians who do this being independent mantra. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they don't realize that what they're saying, essentially, they're they're describing a situation yeah. where they need no one or anything yeah. and they can do everything themselves. Yeah. And the problem with that is that the not only do the scriptures deny that idea, but but our our distinction as a as a religion, I hate yeah. to get very analytical with this, but Christianity sets itself apart in in one major re, uh, way from a lot of other religions, and that is that we strive to have a relationship daily with yeah. our God that we right. believe in. Right? It's not necessarily about practice; it's about. Re- relationship. And so part of part of that is saying I have to admit that I need yeah. to have this relationship with God. Right. And so um bef- uh, Zach, I know you had like a thing you were going to share. Do you care if I let me just uh quote this thing that I think is hilarious. Yeah. Tell me if you listeners or any of you guys if you've ever heard this saying, God helps those who help themselves. Isn't that in the Bible? No, it is not in the Bible. <laughs> I've it, heard that one a lot of times. So, I, there was a point in time when I even believed that. Many yeah. people think that it is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. what's funny about that is that it's sound like just like we talked about last time, it sounds good when you when somebody yeah. just throws it out there. Everything sounds good at the first hear. It sounds right? great when you don't want to help someone too. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but What's interesting is that that's not in the Bible. In fact, Benjamin Franklin is the mo- one who most famously quote like has quoted it saying it, but it comes from this guy, poor Richard's Almanac. But um, the Bible tells us a slightly different story. And I was just going to read Philippians and then uh, I want to hear about Zach's cool Ted talk thing. So let me yeah. flip to Philippians, <laughs> flip to Philippians. Yeah. <laughs> right, guys. Crickets. Sorry. <laughs> let me just let me just flip on over to Philippians. All right, I'll be here all week. Oh, Colin, I know. I'm gonna be a great dad one day. I'm gonna say a bunch of stuff that isn't funny to my kids. I rejoice greatly. This is um, Philippians four, starting in verse ten. Mm-hmm. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed. You have been concerned, but you have you had no opportunity to show it. Oh, hold on one second. Yeah. You had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. And we talked about that last little bit that is always taken out of context. Yeah. But uh, what this scripture is essentially saying 
is my version of being independent. And what, what I mean by that is, well, not mine, but God's, but my, Mm -hmm. what I believe independence should really mean. And that is that when we can trust that the Lord has our back and that we are in good relationship with him, we can feel free from worry because we can feel that uh, no matter if we're hungry or if we're wanting of anything, uh, God gives us that strength to either yeah. To, yeah. to to get to that thing or he provides it for us. And it kind yeah. of allows you the kind of independence that God glorifies, which is to feel like you're reliant. It's really on. dependence on him. It is. Yeah. And that's what's hilarious is that it's dependence on God, trusting in God. And then feeling that allows like it, for freedom and that allows for freedom. Yeah. It's like so many things. Um, Jesus says, if you want to save your life, then you'll lose it. And if uh, you want to lose your life, you'll find it. Right. So Zach, what is yeah. the example? I want to get you... back to this um, reliance on other people because yeah. I do think that there are people making the case that you need others and it's not just a Christian thing. Right. Um, so I saw this interesting thing the other day. Um, I was watching a Ted talk. Have you guys ever heard of mastermind groups? I don't know. It's this new th- millennial kind of thing. Okay. That's like very businessy. And um, basically you, you get a bunch of people together and it's like, it's like a non-Christian um, accountability group. You talk about like your personal goals and the things that you want to like try to do better with in life. Okay. And you get together and everybody holds you accountable. And the way that this uh, kind of came into being, uh, there was this guy who, um, was talking about how in our culture um, we believe that you are um, in, you are really dependent starting out in life. Yeah. And then you become more independent as you grow up and grow older. Yeah. Um, But he said that that wasn't true for him as he got older. That was when he needed people more. His parents got divorced. He had marital problems. His wife's parents had like some illness things like that. He really right. needed to depend on others. He said he, he himself almost got divorced. Um, he went with a friend to AA. His friend was an alcoholic. Yeah. And what he saw at AA was a diverse group of people coming together for a common goal to like, keep each other accountable and to like, try and keep each other um, sober basically. And they yeah. were offering support. And if you know anything about AA, there's... Oh, you don't need anybody, though, so... There's, like, a spiritual component to that as there well. There is, there is. Um, and he, I would I would like to think that at least one or two people in yeah. an AA group would be Christian or... He says strive to be. that he he's like, I need this, but I'm not an alcoholic. How can I get it? So basically what he started was, like, a non-specific AA or small group right. kind of setting. To and, talk about things that you need to yeah. do better about. So it's like a thing entrepreneurs do now. It's like a trend. It's called mastermind groups. Interesting. Yeah. That's a thing. Well, see, uh, I like the idea of it. Um, like I like the idea that you, you relinquish the idea yeah. that you can do it all on your own. Yeah. Now, and you know what the most important thing, like the first step of AA is you have to admit you have a problem. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's a, that's a really good point too, Zach, because, um, earlier me and Bob were, I think talking about this, uh, the idea that, uh, um, a Christian versus a non-Christian, the, like is the same as a person who believes they need to go to the hospital when they break their leg and a person who doesn't, I think that, uh, the fallacy is that most non-Christian people believe that Christians are holier than thou, that they have some kind of, um, 
uh, a better quality soul yeah. in any way. The problem with that is that you it couldn't be further from the truth. The truth is a true Christian, I believe, acknowledges yeah. that they are imperfect and that they need the right. Lord to, to 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 try and strive to be yeah, better. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, the the self-reliance thing that we just talked about, yeah. this idea that you can do all, like you should never rely on anyone is just so silly because, and then that mantra, God helps those who help themselves. It's, yeah. uh, it's so funny. Uh, Cause uh, I love this movie end of days with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, but the priest says a lot of non-biblical stuff. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. he goes kind of cringy. He there. said, God never said he would save us. He only mm-hmm. says that we will save ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, that's not right. ah, no. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's like, no, that's not true. But, yeah. um, so, so the, to sum up this whole idea of independence, I don't want to, I don't want to cast dispersions on people who believe that they are doing well and they're independent. I think yeah. that, I think that it's admirable to want to be self, uh, you know, self-sufficient in things and not rely on others. I think there is certain things that are good about that. Yeah. But the, the, the worst thing you could possibly do is say to yourself, I will never ever need anyone I can do it all myself and I will never ask for help. The, The thing about God is he is your constant source that you can rely on when things are tough in your life. And I wish that more people who were not Christian understood that yeah. your, your your arm is not being twisted into talking to God. Imagine having like a friend yeah. or a father figure. You can always rely on always willing to answer the phone when you call, yeah. you know, it's like, uh, there's a lot of depressed people out there that are like, well, nobody's available to talk to me. I might yeah. as well just, you know, go crawl in a corner somewhere. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of why, um, it's good to remember that in a, in any kind of like independent mantra that we, Remember that God wants us to rely on him. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Relationships. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Do we need relationships ever? I think that goes right along with what we were just talking about. Yeah. Yes. We're going to, we're going to take it a step I don't think you further. need to be a Christian to know that you need a relationship. Well, what if, the, <laughs> what if you read something on Facebook that said, you don't need anyone, but you honey. Yeah. And you just be you and, 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 F everybody else. Well, I feel bad for somebody who believes that uh, because I do too. they're not going to end up anywhere. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That also comes with an assumption that that as you are is the essence of perfection and that you have no improvement left to, yeah. to be to be given. Whether yeah. you're a Christian or not, this the idea that, that, that you're at the best state you could possibly be, yeah. I would argue is... And once again, no, no matter where you are, whether Christian or not, that's the, the level of arrogance there is so incredibly high. Yeah. Yeah. And so in first Peter, it says, um, first Peter four, eight through 10, it says above all love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Yeah. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. So when we get to a point where we start saying, we don't need to talk to people. We don't need to help people. We don't need to do anything except for worry about our own happiness. What we're essentially doing is saying nobody else matters, but me. Now that is in itself one of the most dangerous places to be as a Christian or anyone. Yeah. 
And but what's sad is that I think that that is one of the tenets of Satanism, which makes a lot of sense because it's anti-biblical. But um, but this idea that you yeah. would just you would just worry about yourself. I get to be relevant, powerful. Yeah. And yeah. so and so um, when you close yourself off to to anyone, to others, you're kind of denying one of the main stays of the scripture. And yeah. that is. And Jesus has asked this question so many times, like, what is the most important commandment or what is this? And he always says, love the Lord, your God, follow me. Yeah. Something of that nature involving just being devoted to God or Jesus and love each other. And he yeah. goes through that again and again. Yep. And so the problem is that when we close ourselves off to relationships, not only are we saying we don't need them, we don't want them, ourselves are good enough, but we actually close ourselves off to the idea of having that joy that comes with like community with yeah, the, the kind of thing that God set up the world to be. And obviously, I don't have to tell any Christians out there that community is important because when you go to church, that is one of the main reasons for church is right. to have a community of followers together. Forgive me here, but I think I'll have to disagree with you. I think there's a lot of Christians out there who believe they can do it on their own, that they don't need to go oh, to a church. Oh, I thought you were going to disagree that community is... I was like, no, no, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, man. So, 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 so I, I, I do think there are many Christians out there who actually need to hear that, that... That, that we are called to be in community. Yeah. Even Jesus You're right. himself You're right. had twelve. But but and we recognize that. I, I I think I think Yeah, maybe I'm just too I, I, uh, I think our circle, in my own circle with that. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We recognize that. But I think there are many, many Christians out there, any many followers of Jesus who it's really called, do uh, need to hear that. Lone Ranger Christian. <laughs> I like as it. I do the finger guns. Yeah. <laughs> so so that kind of goes along with what we were talking about, self reliance and, and just kind of self serving um Yeah. And and then just to kind of top this off, I want to, I want to hear. I want to hear. I know yeah. that we're almost out of time. I'm guessing, but I want yeah. to hear about Zach's book thing really yeah. quick. But first, I'll just ask you guys: Is it possible to make yourself happy? Think about that. Just like yeah. really contemplate that. Is it possible to make yourself happy? So the bigger question Without is drugs. Well, does <laughs> do drugs make you happy? I, many people would argue yes. That, <laughs> yes. They, they, they would argue that <laughs> drugs make you happy. Temporarily, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and ha- happiness, and, that, and that's a key factor. Happiness is a temporary state. Let's Alcohol. There, there's a lot of people, who, they, they have an addiction yeah. to alcohol because it makes them happy or right. or, or, or whatever the case may be. Um, many people are addicted to uh, to gaming, uh, my, my, myself in, included. I will so openly say that. And uh, yeah, and, be, and I enjoy I, it. It yeah. brings me happiness to, to strategize and work through these issues and problems I, that come up. However, oh, I would say it's good. definitely not fulfilling. I would ask, like, so then let me ask this to rephrase it. Mm-hmm. Does those things make people happy or does that temporarily help them to escape from stress and hurt feelings in their life? I'm not sure there's many people out there that would make a distinguishment between the yeah, two. Yeah, I mean, right. if you're talking about the difference between happiness and joy, that is a distinction. Yes, it is. Joy is the the long-lasting uh, as defined by the scriptures. For people yeah. who don't know, there's a dif- there's a definite difference right. between happiness and joy. Joy is not dependent on um like the outside circumstances. Happiness right. is though. So, right, and so my question is, can you make yourself happy? Bob said some people may believe that, and that's probably true. And it's, I think you probably can. You probably can't keep yourself happy, though. Right. And yeah. so the the issue becomes interesting. interesting. The, the issue then becomes: are we are we really seeking happiness, 
or are we really seeking joy in the world? Right. And uh, I think that just like we had mentioned before, that kind of joy doesn't yeah. come. The joy comes in the morning, people. Trading yeah. my sorrows. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So Zach, let's hear about this. The book last thing I wanted to point to just yeah. real quick, um, since we're running out of time. But if you want to hear more about um, independence and uh, the way of Jesus and how that actually looks a little bit different, um, I would recommend this little short book called um, In the Name of Jesus by Henry J.M. Nguyen. Um, and basically who this guy is, he is a uh, Catholic priest who uh, worked for the Divinity School at Harvard, which surprise there is a divinity school yeah i didn't know that that. crazy Mm -hmm. he worked there he had you know certain degree of comfort um and he got the call to live a more missional life so he went to live with um there's an entire community in france um called la arch yeah and it's completely a whole city of disabled persons Mm -hmm. um people with various like physical disabilities or mental disabilities, handicap and so a um, modern day Bethany. And, yeah. And so he, he went to live there. And so he talks about how hard it was to give up his need to be relevant and powerful. And he says that actually the way of true Christian leadership is actually to seek irrelevance because the way of Jesus is considered irrelevant in the modern culture in in the world, in the world's view, not just the modern view, the ancient view too. Um, and so, uh, one of the things that that challenged me because I, I like having control of things. He, uh, talks in one of the final chapters of the book about, um, Jesus talking to Peter. And after he commissions him to go out at the end of John, he says, uh, Peter, when you were young, you could do what you want. But when you were old, somebody's going to tie a belt around you and lead you around by the hands, basically predicting that like Peter's not going to get to pick where he goes. He's going to lose all his power and he, what little power he did have, he's going to lose all his agency because for the sake of the gospel, he's going to be imprisoned, let off and taken all these different places. And that, that is hard. And that flies in the face of independence. Jesus is saying that, no, you, you need to be dependent Absolutely. And so it's it, sometimes that's not a happy path, yeah. but it will bring joy because the joy is the joy of the Lord. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that that's what Henry learned when he uh, went and lived in that missional community where he um, he got to have an influence in people's lives and he got to show them the love of Jesus, even though he had to give up his own relevance and power. So. And I, and I hope that people understand what Zach is talking about because all these people, uh, maybe the non-Christians, the, um, the people who come up with these kind of like catchy, uh, Christians do this too. Yeah. Um, yeah. that, that you really do get a chance to feel the joy we're talking about. I know that it yeah. seems like some kind of weird, like Kumbaya mojo or something, maybe if you're not a Christian, but there is a, there is a distinctive feeling when the Holy Spirit is, is helping you through your life and, and how you're could Paul and Silas or stuck in a prison cell, start busting out hymns, yeah, just out of their pure joy, or right, suffering I, for <laughs> Jesus. So I'm so sorry yeah. it's so late, Zach. I know we need to wrap up, but uh, should we ask Bob? We the have question? to ask Bob the question because we said we were going to when we were at Taco Bell. <laughs> so, oh no! So Bob here it comes. 
Uh, since Zach always asks this, I will ask this you time. He made a funny joke about how I always make him ask it. Um, <laughs> if you could make one thing better, if you could change one thing about the community of the church, about the whole church, uh, and we're talking like something having to do with the worship service, something that more Christians need to do uh, or mm-hmm. need to not do, uh, what would you say? That kind of that kind of idea of one thing you would change about the, the modern day church. Wow. Um, probably for me, the one thing I wish will be changed about the modern day church um, is I wish people wouldn't be so complacent. I, I wish I wish the church would not be complacent with ah. where they are in their walk with Christ. Yeah. In the sense of, uh, I guess ridding the church of nominal Christianity in the sense that, yep. you know, that it's just good enough. I come to church on Sunday and maybe Bible study on Wednesday. And, you know, and so, so I've, I've got my Jesus time in, I've checked that off my list and now I'll move on to do whatever I want with my own life. But instead we would become more, um, I, I, I guess the Christianese term that is often used is sold out believers, you know, pe- people, people who are <laughs> just truly, about the true business of God and not about simply coming to church at certain times. Yeah. But it has to be at 11 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> the holy hour. <laughs> right. Between 11 and 12. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Bob. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for having me here, man. Yeah, man. We, we'd love to have you again because we yeah. have all these tech problems and we don't know no, what to I, do. So. Yeah. I, oh, I, I love it. I Obviously, love it. We, we, that's not why we we'll want have you back sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, we just, we, we, love in, we love having people on and we love, uh, Bob is, of course, a good dear friend who's done ministry with us for years. And so uh, we just thank you for being here, man. Yeah, buddy. Yep. And so, thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure you tell somebody about us today because we please, need your help to please. Uh, reach a bigger audience. Please. So it's as simple as tapping five stars on some screen. Um, I'm sure there's something in your podcast app or your Facebook, whatever you're using to look us up. The Just YouTubes, share, stars, lots like, of stars, thumbs rate, up, likes, comment. rates, comments, <laughs> Spotify's, talk to us, um, Patreon. Yeah, you can even call us. Hold on, wait. Oh, please. Let me look this up. The Houseplants podcast phone number. We have a phone number. You'll probably just get a voicemail, but leave a voicemail. 859-488-1046. 859-488-1046. Yeah. That's 859-488-1046. You, yeah, you took the same class I did. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, you have to say it at least three times if you're doing a commercial. Yeah. But yeah, we thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. God bless. Love you. Peace.